0: The Church of Shear Jashub Christian Tabernacle in Madison, Connecticut, welcomes you to this edition of Shear Jashub, featuring the teaching ministry of Pastor Greg Scalzo. Hi, I'm Patty Scalzo, and today's program marks a special event. We will begin listening to the last sermon in my husband's Through the Bible in-depth series on heavenly authority and we've divided it into four parts for the radio those who have been listening for a while know just how special this study series has been and now as we enter the conclusion we pray you will be blessed by all the solid scriptural teaching pastor greg has brought to you over the years remember You can listen to the entire Heavenly Authority series, as well as other Bible teachings and videos on our church website at shiarjashub.org. And you can always check Isaiah 7, verse 3 for the spelling. Here now is the first part of the conclusion to the Heavenly Authority series. (music)
1: Last week in the Heavenly Authority series, we discussed the mighty men of David, the Gaborim, and we talked about from 1 Chronicles chapter 11 and verse 22, how they were a type, a type of the army of God. We saw Adano, who killed 800 at one time. We saw Eliezer, the son of Dodah, through whom God brought about a great victory, how his hand stuck to the sword, if you remember, as he struck and he struck and he struck the Philistines after the other men of the Israelites had retreated and his hand almost became one with the sword and tiredness but he would not not give up. Shammah who stood his ground who defended the field full of lentils as the Philistines invaded and the the Israelite people fled and how Shammah was immovable he would not move he just kept fighting and fighting. Benaiah who killed remember the lion in the snowy pit, and who wrestled the spear out of the hand of the famed Egyptian warrior. And as we studied these mighty men of David, we spoke about the need for boldness, for strength, for courage, the need for loyalty, for great faith, for steadfastness to be immovable as we battle for Messiah, for the Son of David, for the Gospel as we battle in the Spirit of God, in the spiritual warfare that every believer is called to. And as we're called to our positions of heavenly authority, as each is called to that unique work, that unique service, which the Holy Spirit has for each of us to do, we must humbly but wholeheartedly accept the call. We talked about humility. We also talked about last week the need for boldness. And with humility, but with boldness, we have to accept that which God has for us to do. Remember Moses, in the account um, of the burning bush, when we studied back in the background study of heavenly authority, how when the Lord called him to bring his people, Israel, out of Egypt, how Moses persisted that he was not the man, that he was not eloquent, that he was slow of speech, that he, was, that he was slow of tongue. And even after seeing miracles from God, he pleaded with God to send someone else. And it says in Exodus chapter 4, verse 14, "...so the anger of the Lord was kindled against Moses." And that's when he says, is not Aaron the Levite your brother? I know that he can speak well. And look, he's coming out. And that's how Aaron gets involved in the whole process. But Moses was the man with the call. And you know Aaron has problems. But Moses didn't receive the call initially. Obviously he does, right? But when he keeps persisting, it goes from humility into a lack of understanding that when God calls you to do something, it's not because there's any worth in you. You have to fully embrace with your whole heart, soul, mind, and strength that which God has called you to do. And when Moses persists a little too long, it says that the anger of the Lord was kindled against Moses. Remember Jonah. Jonah is called by God to go as a prophet to Nineveh. Nineveh is the capital of the Assyrian Empire, and the Assyrians are pagans and they're enemies of the Israelites. He's told he has to go there to call them to repentance because of their great wickedness. But Jonah flees from the call, right? He gets on a boat and he goes in exactly the opposite direction. Assyria is to the east. He gets on a boat going to the west. And he tries to flee, it says, from the presence of the Lord. He flees from God's mission for his life. But can he? Can he really run away from God? Did not the Lord send the great and mighty storm, a mighty tempest, so that the ship that Jonah is on is about to break up? Did he not identify Jonah to the crew as the reason for the storm? And did he not prepare, prepare a great sea creature, a great fish, to swallow Jonah when they threw him overboard until finally Jonah relents and he prays to God. And once he's delivered, once he's deposited on shore, it says that Jonah hears the word of the Lord a second time saying, arise, this is in Jonah 3, 2, arise, go to Nineveh, that great city, and preach to it the message that I tell you. So Jonah arose and went to Nineveh according to the word of the Lord. He goes. He gets it. You can't get away from the call of God. You cannot get away from what God has for you to do. And it's better to yield than to flee or to fight. And Jonah's will starts to line up with God's will. Consider Paul who said in First Corinthians chapter nine and verse sixteen for if I preach the gospel If I preach the gospel, I have nothing to boast of, for necessity is laid upon me. For necessity is laid upon me. I have to do it. This is my call. Yes, he says, woe is me if I do not preach the gospel. Paul understood. God had given him the call. He understood the seriousness of the call. And remember our study. Some callings are very public, are very out there. We went through all the different offices, but everyone has or should have a gift from the Holy Spirit as they're baptized in the Holy Spirit. Everyone has some office that God is calling them to. Each one has a unique working of God in their lives. Obviously, some have greater authority as it is in the church, in the structure in the church, But everyone is under heavenly authority with some call of God on their life. Woe is me if I do not preach the gospel. Paul understood the seriousness of the call. Paul understood the sovereignty of God's plan for our lives. Paul understood the sovereignty of God's plan for our ministries, our services. He says in Galatians chapter 1 and verse 15, But when it pleased God who separated me from my mother's womb and called me through his grace to reveal his son in me, that I might preach him among the Gentiles, I did not immediately confer with flesh and blood, and he goes on. When it pleased God who separated me from my mother's womb and called me through his grace. From before he was born, what God had planned for him was laid out. Think of it, before you were born, there's a scroll with what God has for you to do laid out if you receive the call that God has for your life with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. The prophet Jeremiah says in Jeremiah 1, verse 4, Then the word of the Lord came to me, saying, Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. I knew you. Before you were born, I sanctified you. I set you apart. I ordained you a prophet to the nations. That call in his life was there even before he was formed in the womb. We cannot resist, but must grasp with all our hearts, the plan of God. Paul writes to a, a Christian at Colossae in Colossians chapter 4 and verse 17. Uh, his name is Archippus. You also read about him in Philemon. In Philemon 1-2, uh, it says to the beloved, and it names Archippus, our fellow soldier. Remember we talked about the mighty men, the army of God? Paul writes to this Christian believer, Archippus, he calls him our fellow soldier. And he says then in Colossians chapter 4 and verse 17, And say to Archippus, Take heed to the ministry which you have received in the Lord that you may fulfill it. Take heed. Take heed of the ministry, the service, the ministry, which you have received. You can't order it. You can't assume it. A lot of times people assume more than what's given them. But you receive it. In the Lord, God gives it to you. He has a call for us to receive. He says, take heed to the ministry which you have received in the Lord, that what? That you may fulfill it. Literally, that you fulfill it. That you do it. Do that which God has called you to do. And consider the great joy when it's done. In 2 Timothy chapter 4, And verse 7, Paul writes, I have fought the good fight. I have finished the race. I have kept the faith. Finally, there is laid up for me the crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, will give to me on that day. And not to me only, but also to all who have loved his appearing. Finally, there is laid up for me crown of righteousness. Matthew chapter 24, verse 45. Who then, Jesus says, is a faithful and wise servant whom his master has made ruler over his household to give them food in due season? Blessed is that servant whom his master, when he comes, will find so doing. Assuredly, truly, truly, assuredly I say to you, that he will make him ruler over all his goods. Who is a faithful and wise servant? Jesus says he will make him ruler over all his goods. In Matthew chapter 25, verse 20, So he who had received five talents came and brought five other talents, saying, Lord, you delivered to me five talents. Look, I have gained five more talents besides them. His Lord said to him, listen to the words, Well done, good and faithful servant. You were faithful over a few things. I will make you ruler over many things. Enter into the joy of your Lord.
0: On our website at shiarjeshub.org, you will find information about our church, a library of radio programs, links to our podcasts on Google and Apple, and a link to our 10.30 a.m. Sunday live stream on YouTube. You can then watch these live streams 24-7 on YouTube, Rumble.com, or the website itself. And the website again is shiarjashube.org.